good, y'all? It's CJ Moss, the official host of the Free Game Podcast, where we give you free game for this game called Life through interviews, stories, and experiences. Because I can't lie to y'all, life can be hard and challenging without the proper information and wisdom. So we're going to have on entrepreneurs, athletes, business owners, experts of all fields, social media influencers, and just flat out great people with amazing stories. So tap in with us every Friday at 11 a.m. to get yourself some free game. Let's get it. What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Free Game Podcast, where we give you free game for this game called Life. I'm your host, CJ Moss. And real quick question, because I got a guest on today, and I'm going to have a guest on probably every episode because I want to bless y'all with not only my free game, but the free game that I've gotten from a numerous amount of people in my career. So, have you ever, like, wanted to lose weight, maybe gain some muscle, you just couldn't figure out why I'm not where I want to be in my physique, or maybe your money's not where it needs to be, or maybe just you have a child that has a disability and you're a parent, and you don't know really how to get through that and how to navigate through that. Well, do I have a guest for you today? So this guest I got for y'all, he is a professional bodybuilder. He's grown a following of almost half a million on TikTok. He's owned his own gym and fitness clothing line. He is a husband to an amazing wife, and he is a father to two wonderful babies, and he's personally helped me lose 50 pounds and double my income in my own business. I know him as coach, but he's also my big brother and my mentor, Mr. Chase Harris. What's up? What's up? Come what's on, give up? me some love, coach. Give me some what's love, up? coach. You good? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let me get that. Let me get that. I appreciate you coming out, coach. Yeah, I really no do doubt, appreciate man, you coming no out. Doubt. Now, for real, for real, because I've done some deep diving on you, mm-hmm. like outside of us already knowing each other for the last X amount of years. Yeah. I did a little Google on you. You know what I'm saying? I watched a couple YouTube videos about you because right. you out there. You know, you're yeah. out there. You show your life as we love to see. Mm-hmm. So, what I just said to the people, that's not where you started, correct? Right. So take us back to the first DUI. Because I've heard yeah. you had a couple of them bad boys, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us about it. Yeah, man, it was a long journey. So really my first DUI was um, 2008, I believe. Okay. I was at the lake, me and the homeboys just kicking it. How old were you? I was... T- 19. Okay, go for 19. It. Yep. My boy, this dude, you know, he was a neighborhood bully, always running his head. Well, my boy caught him at the lake. Mm. Put them paws on Did him. He? Tough. Tough. Knocked him out type stuff? Multiple times. What? In so he got water. back up? In the water. Oh, no. So he's splashing <laughs> in the water, getting up. Splashing. Yeah. So anyway, the police come. He roll out. Yep. Me, I've been drinking. Okay. Me, I'm like, that's my boy. I got to go get him. I hop in the whip. I'm going up the up the trail to go find him because yeah. he ran up the hill. Going up the trail, didn't realize I had a 30-pack of beer in the back of my car. Pulled over on the trail yeah, because I had a taillight out. Okay. Pulled me over, opened the back, boom, DUI. So DUI, that's just, uh, I think it was like six months okay. deferred. You're underage too. You're underage. 19 underage. and 21. You were in Texas, correct? Yep. So underage and 21. Okay, yep. go for it. Yep. So – Made me pour every single beer out in front of the car. Really? Uh, didn't go to jail. Just okay. Got a ticket. I, like, hey, no, I went back down the lake, started drinking some more. It is what it is. <laughs> Still okay. living. Yeah. <clears throat> so get home. Tell my mom I, got, I work in the oil field, so I got a good job. She's like, that's on you. You paying for yeah. it. I run the bag, and I just keep going on about my life. Didn't okay. even think about it. Yep. Uh, fast forward, I come to UNT in Denton. Right there. Um, same thing, man. I'm fraternity boy. So really, really? well, you was a fraternity. Yeah. What's the name of it? Lambda Chi Alpha. Let me hear the chant. 
Let me hear something. I don't remember that. You don't remember? It was the chops. That's all I remember. Okay. It was the chops. Yep. That's what they called us. Uh, multicultural, so a mix of um, blacks, Middle Eastern, Hispanics, yep. Asians, whites. So it was well diverse. So a bunch of the cool homies, but that's what we did, man. Yeah. We had a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a party that was actually uh, put in Playboy magazine back in like, I think it was like 2010. Okay. A camo party, one of the ah, biggest parties. No yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it used to turn up. So, all that lived that life. But I'm a country boy, man. We call we do what you call booze cruise. So okay, we go get a thirty pack of beer. Thirty. We hit the country roads. Yeah, I'm gonna hit fifteen. You hit fifteen. So that thirty pack of beer in the trunk was, was planned. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna get handled. Okay, gonna get handled. Okay, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, that's how we split it. Yeah, okay. And so that's what I was used to. Yeah, but in high school, I had so many close encounters. Okay, of drinking and getting away with it. So I used to call, I was arrogant. I used to call my boy the golden child. Like, I'm covered. Yeah. You got to worry about Covered. It. Man. <laughs> so I'm coming home uh, from the bar one night, texting. I'm I'm keeping a buck. Yeah, come on now. Buck. Come on. My current wife, that's my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. I'm tripping. I'm texting someone else. Okay. Long story short. Okay. Texting someone else, coming down my street, speeding. Boom, I run into the back of a parked car. Blasted head, hit the windshield, everything. Really? And so I'm kind of disoriented. So yeah. in my mind, I'm like, get out the car and run. But I couldn't. I was, I was kind you of was way out of there, yeah. And so my neighbors come out, and I was like, man, I live right there. Let me just go home. I can come back in the morning, give you my insurance. I'll pay for it. He was like, no, I'm calling the cops. Mm. Call the cops. Literally, I'm four houses from my house. Really? Okay. Call the cops. Y'all didn't know them? them? Your people no. didn't know them? Uh-uh. Okay. We rented that house. We were in college. So okay, we okay. Uh, call the cops, I go to jail. Boom. Yep. Wifey, girlfriend at girlfriend the time, time yep. come get me out. Beautiful. Come get me shout out. Shout out to Wifey. Wifey, yeah, if you yeah. watching, shout out to you, yeah, girl. No shout doubt, out to no you. Doubt. Come get me out. Okay, boom. I go do the whole thing, go get the lawyer, get everything set up. I'm disgusted, bro. Call my mom, my step I'm crying because yeah. I just I'm upset that I disappointed them. Okay, I learned my lesson. I'm not gonna do that no more. Okay. I go back. In about two weeks. Two weeks? I 14 hit, days? I hit the bar again. <laughs> so this is what, the second DUI? It's the second one. That's the second one. The first one was two weeks after. The first one was um, 2011. No, 2010. 2010? Was it 2010? 2010, 2011. Okay. In January, like yep. mid-January. Yep. Um, two weeks, so like February 1st. Boom, hit the bar again. Being fast again. So yeah. same year. Same. Another year. DUI. Same. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Same month almost. <clears throat> so go. Okay. I got shorty in my car going down the, there's a lot of one ways there. Yeah. So I'm going one way. Um, she's like, turn here. So I turn. It's a one way. Yep. I turn down the one way. Mm. Police I, hit the lights. Shoot. I you turn up. around. Yep. She hop out, take off running. Gone. I'm in the car. Yeah. Solo. Jail again. Again, so, again. This is what the third jail cell. Yeah, really. So, go to jail, get out. I walk straight to my where the jail is, and my attorney's office is like right next door. Okay. So I go over there. He's like, "You got another? I thought you were coming in here to make a payment." Come on now. Like, you got another one. Another one. No, I'm going doing? to add a payment. So <laughs> they put the ankle monitor on. So now I got an ankle monitor. Yeah. Um, got a breathalyzer in my car. Mind you, it's a new car because I wrecked my last one. Right. Total. It's right. It's a new car. Got a breathalyzer in it. 
Hey, man, I'm just disgusted with okay. myself, bro. It's Again, you, the second time yeah, you've been yeah. disgusted. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Because, like, man, you ain't learning your lesson. Yes. Pops is a drug addict. Like, you going down the same path. Same like, thing. And you're still you, 19 at the time, correct? Yeah, 19. Okay. So, long story short, they drag it out, drag it out, drag it out. I go to court. Uh, I think it's, like, July. I get sentenced. I got 20 months probation. They took the two and combined them as one. So, they okay. charged me as, like, one. Yeah, one big one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 20 months probation. Do these classes, breathalyzer, all this stuff. So, I run that probation. Um, I get off probate. Well, let me twist. A month before I get off probation, yep. I'm at the bar yep. again. Again, third time. Third time. I'm so this is after again. your second DUI. Yep. You're back at the bar. Back at the again bar. for a third time. Yep, yep. Okay, third time. Uh, third uh, time's uh, the charm, right? They say. No, no. This ain't this ain't the third time. Third time. Okay. So this is we're leaving the bar. I. I'm faded. Don't get me wrong. I'm faded. Out of there, like. But one of my boys is faded, faded. Faded. And he's trying to fight. So For the people I'm that don't know what faded is, what is faded? Drunk. Drunk. Wasted. Okay. Blackout. So I'm trying to, like, you know, be the saver. And I'm, like, grabbing him, grabbing him. Like, come on, man. We got to yeah, go. Let's we got to go. go. Well, the cop thinks him and I are fighting. Mm. And so they come. I get a public intox. Go to jail again. What about the homie? He go to jail, too. Okay. So, like, three of us. We all go. Yeah. I'm like, shit, man, I'm on probation. Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. mess up your probation, you, you go to jail. Like, there's no there. question. They lock asked. you up, throwing yeah, away the keys. Gone. Yep. I, went, I never told her. Never told my probation officer. Okay. She never found out. So really? I went through my 30 days. Boom. I got off probation, I believe, May of 2013. Yeah. Buy a new crib. First house. I'm 23 years old. My wife is 20. We buy our first home. Beautiful. Um. We have a housewarming party. The homies. Wait, come wait, wait. Time you. out. Black. You said wife now. Yeah, yeah. So you we, wife now. So yeah, you yeah. did get married in the midst of nineteen. You well, was... so let me let me take that back. Uh huh. Fiance. Fiance. I proposed okay. to her. So I went to jail. Yes. Or no, I was on probation that year. So on uh, Valentine's Day. Okay. I proposed to her. Beautiful. So June, we buy us a crib. We plan to do a destination wedding okay. in August. Okay. Uh, boom. We get our new crib. Friends come over. We having a good time. But I'm back at it. Drink it. Okay. July, come around, I find out Pops got stage four cancer. Just boom. Okay. And, and what so, kind of cancer was that? Stomach cancer. Stomach, okay. Yeah, yeah. So for people that don't know, he had, uh, I don't know, metastatic maybe. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it metastasized. Basically what that means is it takes over everything. It spreads. So it's not yeah. centralized to one area. It spreads all over. So he was going down quick. So okay. the doctor told him, stage four cancer, you got four weeks to live. So every week I was going to see him. Okay. Going down. Well, that last week, I'll never forget. It was, uh, we're coming up on a 10-year anniversary. Okay. It was August 10th. Okay. August 10th, I went to, it was actually August 9th, because I went to jail after midnight. Okay. August 9th, <laughs> we went to Flips in Fort Worth. Yep. Watched the preseason Cowboys game. Okay. Kicking it. Uh, my bo- my uncle actually taught me this back home. Mm-hmm. He was getting, fi- this was when Fireball was brand new. Okay. But the alcoholic take- beverage. Yes. The whiskey. I drink Fireball, I'm ashamed of you. But it was, I was doing <laughs> One better. I was taking a fireball shot, and I was putting it in uh, this cider beer called Ace. Uh, Ace, okay. Yeah. So you put a shot in a beer. Okay. Take them to the head, bro. So Double. it tastes like uh, like a cinnamon apple, if okay. you will. So I'm taking them to the head. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've had one of those, throw some love in the chat if you've had what man, he's talking about, because y'all know what he's talking about. So I'm supposed to go see Pops the yep. next morning. So that night, I get back to my car at Flips. Um, I'm driving to the crib. Almost, I'm right there. You know Keller pretty well. Yeah. I'm right there passing Timber Creek High School. Okay. 
Timber Creek High School, hit the right. Um, my wife's like, I can hear you. You don't sound good. Just pull over. I'm okay. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm right up the street. Solid. Her saying that made me want to get home quicker, so I hit the gas. Mm. The police, they told me this after the fact. They were oh. actually going to a call they had got somewhere else. Yeah. But because they, because they saw me speeding, pulled me over. Redirected themselves. That's DWI number three. Three. So, okay, if you're just joining, yeah, updating yeah. you. So you went from... 19 first DUI, mm. two months later, second DUI. Mm. A year later, you got engaged. No, no, so 19. 19? DUI. DUI, 19. Um, 21. 21, two years later. Uh, DWI. DWI. You get DUIs when you're minor. When you're a minor, um, you get DWIs once you become of age. So 21, okay. DWI number one. Two weeks later, DWI number two. Okay. Um, serve that probation. Yep. Off probation for... 40 days. 40 days. And then in the 40 days. DWI number three. Three. DWI number three in Texas is a felony. Felony, two years minimum in prison. That's the yeah, standard. standard. So um, pulled over, go to jail. Long story short, I go to jail on the 10th, never get home to see Pops. Pops passed away on the 13th. Okay. So not only am I thinking I'm going to prison. Mm-hmm. My father slash best friend passed away. I mm-hmm. didn't get to go say bye because of my selfish desires of alcohol. Yeah. And so in that, man, it, mm. it, it took me down a dark path. Bro. Yeah. Like, mm. Come on. It took me down a dark path. And in that, like, I just acknowledged, like, bro, you got to you gotta let this shit go. Yeah. This is too much. Too much. You, lost, you already lost your father behind it. I mean, obviously – I'm not trying to be more, but he was going to die. Of course, but of course. I could have at least went and said bye, had that peace, and you know what I mean? But I still this day, I don't have that. Yeah. And so um, that happened. So DWI number three, looking at two years prison, my attorney was like, man, I'll take the two years, good behavior, you'll get out in 14 months. Okay. Like you smoking, dingling, my boy. You're not <laughs> doing that. What are you talking about? What? And so <laughs> – I'm not doing that okay. at all. Okay. So, so you told her you wouldn't do 14? Yeah. 14 told, months. I said, no, I'm not doing But that. the standard was two years in prison. He said, except the two years, yep. good behavior, you'll get out in 14 months. And you was like, no, nah, I ain't doing that neither. I'm not doing wow, it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not doing it. And so luckily at the time, uh, Tarrant County, first mm-hmm. county to do it, they had just started this uh, program called FAPE, Felony Alcohol Intervention Program. Okay. Basically, it's four years prison outside. Okay, it's a free world. Yeah. Okay. So so you get to go home every day? You you stay at home, but the first, you got to serve uh, 10 days in jail. Okay. Start off. You accept it, 10 days in jail. Um, we're ankle monitor. Yes. Breathalyzer. You can't drive for two years. If you get caught driving, you go to prison seven years. Okay. No questions asked. Full time. Okay. Um, what else? You got to go to classes every week. You got to go to AA every mm-hmm. single day. Really? Okay. Every day. Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, don't matter. Every don't day. matter. So that means um, they're up there too then. They working full time. 365. No, no. No. So they're not at the AA, but they give you a log. And you got to okay. log it. You okay. Gotta, okay. The people at your AA group got to sign it and you got to turn it in. Uh-huh. Every time you go. So you go to court every week. So you go sit in front of the judge every week and he assesses how you've been doing. Yeah. If you mess up, sit over here. Yeah. You're going to jail. Okay. Today. Wow. And so. Mad intense, man. Mad. Mad intense. Okay. So, but that, I got that sentence October 22nd. Okay. So sentence October 22nd, I started serving jail time immediately. Okay. Um, so got those 10 days out the way. 
started. I had the ankle monitor. Mm-hmm. So I'm working at Anytime Fitness okay. at this time. I got an ankle monitor on. So every day I'm wearing jeans to work as a personal trainer. You got jeans on at jeans. the gym. I got jeans on. You got jeans on at the gym. Because, it, bro, it's big. We got the boot cut or you got the fitted taper no, boys on? No, straight legs. So they, could, <laughs> they couldn't no. see it. They can't they, see nothing. Okay. What kind of shoes you had on? Sperry. Sperry boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that was way back when it was hidden. Okay, okay, yeah, go ahead. But, uh. Wait, hold on. (laughs) You wear jeans and Sperry's to go train somebody at the gym. Yep. And this is all from essentially consuming alcohol. Basically, yeah. So you out there, you you love drinking. At that time, you love drinking, right? Yep. So you out there that loves drinking, not saying do not drink. But drink responsibly, yes? Absolutely. Because what y'all just heard this man's story that from 19 to literally going to work at the gym in jeans, in Sperry's, because he couldn't control his alcohol addiction, if you will. Yeah, facts. But, yeah, go ahead. Back to the gym. Facts, facts. So, yeah, so I'm just working like that. Uh, I got to wear this ankle monitor for six months. So we're going to get to the financial aspect. When you're on probation for felony uh, DWI, every class you go to is $240. You got to go 13 weeks of this class every week, 240 bucks. Not a month, every week. Somebody do that math for me. So that's, 13? That's right under $1,000 a Tom's month. Times 240. Yes, yeah, 960. Okay. Or is that 960? No. He did the math for Let's you. Let's see. Anybody did the math 40, out there? If y'all did the math, send it in the chat. 480, 480 is what? 480, 480. That's 960. Yep. So $960 a month. So basically, what, three months? Yeah, literally. So that's one expense. Every time you go see your probation officer, it's $100. Really? You got to do okay. a UA every single week. UA? A, a UA. Mm-hmm. Ur- a urinary test. Okay. Get okay. in the cup. That's $20. Okay. So that's another 120 a month. Yes. Uh, the attorney, two bands. Um, wow. This ankle monitor is $360 a month. Okay. <laughs> Breathalyzer is $270 a month. Okay. So you think about all this stuff. <laughs> all the expenses month, added up, yeah. You probably about three bands a month. In? Yes. A month? A month. As a personal trainer? Yes. At Anytime Fitness, yep. while you're engaged, yep. and, your father, and you're still grieving your father's yep. loss, and you dealing with what you got going on. Yep. Okay. And then so from Anytime Fitness. So I, I work at Anytime Fitness, so I pretty much progress. Um through majority of my probation at Anytime Fitness. Okay. I worked there for five years. Um, so, worked there, had a great clientele. I served probably over a 1,000 clients. Man. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. And so, from there, I just knew I had more. So, in within that time frame, I started a group fitness class. Okay. I started a boot camp. Okay. This was all my own ideas that I started within there, but I was still having to give a portion of that money. Okay. Because you were technically yeah. commissioned, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, I had a boot camp that was as big as a Camp Gladiator that was across wow. the parking lot from us. So, basically, but I was only making 120 no, $180 yeah. Per session. Okay. Which and for, for you trainer, that don't know what Camp Gladiator is, it's a, a huge yes, boot camp, it's, yes? It's anywhere from 30 to 50 people in huge, one class. Huge, huge. He's saying that he had more clientele by himself than a big... Well, I had equally. Equally, so just I as was, much. Yeah, I was running my boot camp right here in the parking lot. They were down the way. Yes. And we had equal amount of people yes. doing the boot camps. And they got a lot more than you had as far as, let's they, say, money, yeah, they keep marketing, yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. And you had a l- less than that 
Right. But still had the same results. Yeah. That's huge. Yep, go for it. So in that time, so I was building all these different, I guess you say, uh, stream money stream, mm-hmm. streams, uh, income streams, um, but I was still having to give majority of it back to the gym. Right, right. And so I even started a clothing company at that time. Yep. So in... Name of the clothing company? Let us know. Mutual Muscle. Mutual Muscle. Go ahead. So Mutual Muscle, pretty much the concept of Mutual Muscle is what I was going through. Mutual Muscle is the ultimate mind-muscle connection. When your mind is telling you to quit, your muscles keep moving. Mm. When your muscles are too fatigued to move, your mind tells you, you got to finish this. Mm. And really, that was my life. Come on. Because as I'm going through these trials, and like I said, the financial stress, just the shame of what I did with the alcohol and to my family... So this brand really kept me going okay. because I was able to put some on a T-shirt, put some on pants and inspire others Okay. because others were dealing with a similar situation, okay. not necessarily death, but just that shame, that inadequacy. Okay. And so they were able to use my brand as an outlet for themselves uh-huh. as well. Okay. And so obviously that poured into me. So now, make it, now make it tangible, though, because you're engaged now, right? Mm. Are you living with wifey? Yeah. Okay. So take me through where is she at? What, so, what is she doing? What are those conversations like behind closed doors as you're working? Yeah, yeah. But you still got the ankle monitor on. Yeah. So we know that we're still got to play everything safe. Yeah, yeah. And we can't go crazy. And we can't let all this money and all these people loving us right, right. get us out of character yeah. for right now. Yeah. So far, there wasn't no money. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot yeah. of spin. For those of y'all that have never started a clothing company or never ran a clothing company, it is the most difficult business to run because it takes a lot of money up front. It's not something like a service business where you market yourself, you get clients, and so it's just straight profit. You're just spending time. You actually have to spend dollars for designers unless you know how to do it yourself, photographers, uh, screen printers, manufacturers overseas. So it costs a lot of money. And wifey actually told me, she was like, why would you do something like this in a time like this? Mm. And my response to her was, there's no better time to do something like okay. this. Because this is the lowest of the low. Yeah. I can't get no lower than this. Huge. So this is what I have to do. So I'm not going to say, because I'm very extreme, I'm not going to say she wasn't supportive. She just didn't understand. Okay. Like, why would you put more stress on your plate when you're already dealing with so much? No, because you're talking. You're talking to to them right now. You're talking. Because there's a a husband out there Mm -hmm. that he has a dream, he has a goal, he has big ambitions, but... His fiance, his wife, his girlfriend is right. not slowing him down, but she's making it real to him. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Right, right. Like, it don't seem like it's going to make you money. You're just right. spending a lot of money. Yeah. So when you say you're extreme, yeah. what do you mean by that? Extreme meaning I, I bet on myself. So I'm a God-fearing man, uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And when I feel, I believe, and this is in the Bible, I believe that when there's a desire in my heart, God wants me to experience that. And so there was a desire in my heart for me to create something and be able to give it to other individuals and allow them to be inspired. And wow. so wow. I'm always going to follow wow. that. I'm always going to follow that. And so I remember it was April 15th. It was a Phil Heath Classic. Beautiful. That was the first show. I was going. I set up a booth, 500 bucks. I didn't have it. Moms. <laughs> Wait, you didn't have a 500 bucks? I didn't bucks. have 500 but you still wanted to go to the event. Because I spent all my money on the inventory. No, 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 no. You preaching, though. You yeah. saying something. Oh, let me go back. Because you didn't have it. Right. You didn't have it, but you made it happen. Let me go back. Okay, go ahead. I didn't have it. Okay. I didn't have a truck. I drove a, uh, what did I drive? A Dodge Charger. I drove a Charger. My homeboy, he's no longer my homeboy. Just Let me just put that out there. My homeboy had a truck. Okay. I had asked him months in advance, yo, I'm trying to do this show. 
um, can I borrow your truck or will you ride with me yeah. and do this event? I had helped him on multiple things, um, but that's here nor there. But okay. I was like, can I, he was like, yeah, I got you. Got you. Behind the scenes, he was telling my, our other friends, I feel like Chase is trying to use me. Like, he just wants to use my truck, yada, mm. yada, yada. Long story short, new girlfriend. I'm talking like two months. Okay. He takes Shorty to Austin. They stay at a resort. Oh, man, sorry. I, I had to go out of town. Yeah. I, can't. I say, you know what? Fuck it. Cut. I took the charger to the dealership, bought a truck. Okay. Bought a truck. Upside down like a big dog. Really? Okay. Oh, my God. What kind of truck? I bought a, the same year. It was a 2014 uh, Dodge 1500. Okay. Brand new. Nice truck, though. Brand new. Nice. Nice. Super nice. Okay. Super nice. Put the bins in the back. Yep. Homeboy from the gym, Nick Redmond. Nick Redmond, he had a Fort Worth shout-out. Nick, always been a solid one. Nick. Texas Strong. You. Got a gym called Texas Strong. Yeah. Uh, Nick, yo, you want to ride with me to this event? Work with me. I got you. Boom. Easy. So we load up in the truck, shoot to Austin. But I didn't have a 500. Moms, I asked moms, moms, let me hold 250. Mm. I'll get you back after the event. Okay. That's going to come full circle here yes. in a little bit. Yes. Uh, she wrote me the 250. Pay the thing. When I get there, they don't even have me. I paid it and everything. They don't even have a booth set up for me. Wow. Miscommunication. Whatever. So they put me in the very back corner. Nobody so, can see so you. This, no. So the stage is here. You walk in like right here. Yeah. I'm way back over there. Really? But, so to make it tangible, you would say the event was in the garage in the front yard yeah, of the yeah. house. I'm in the dark. And you in the backyard. I ain't going to light. Nobody can see you. Nothing. Okay. Go ahead. So long story short, I got some heat. That's just what it is. I got some heat on my table. So some people start coming. They start putting it on immediately. Taking okay. pictures, taking pictures. So before I know, I got a line wrapped. Really? So Come on. First event, I think I did 3800 bucks. Really? Yeah. Okay. 3800 bucks. Man, I'm lit. I'm on fire. Excited. This is it. Ankle monitor still on? Still on. Still on. Okay. Still on. <laughs> Not even so, hey, don't let them hold hey, you down. I'm Do not, not let them hold you to, down. I'm not even supposed to be in Houston. Okay. I'm confined to Tarrant County. I'm not even supposed to be there. Okay. So, you again, back to what you said, you yeah. took a leap. You bet on yourself. Bet on, but I'm, man, I'm yes. taking major risk because if I get caught at seven years prison. Out of there. Gone. But you took the risk. Yeah, it is. What high it risk, is. high reward. It is what it is. Go ahead. I, I don't suggest it. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> at, at those type of stakes, you got to know yourself. You okay. got to know what you can handle. If you can handle the... The adversity that can come with that decision, do your thing. If you cannot, don't do it. Because, I mean, you can set yourself up for failure. But I knew what I was capable of. Yeah. I did it. Boom. Came back. Ran mom's her money back. And I just kept going from there. Yeah. Kept going. And eventually, my brand became a globally known. I was shipping to um, places I don't even know the name of them. But I know it was like <laughs> South Asia. Yes. Places like that. Really? Um, Canada. Japan. Like, all over. All over. Bro. Yes. And this was before social media. Like, okay. Instagram was popping a little bit, but it was, if you know, back in those days, Paige Hathaway, Joey Swole. Yes. Devin Fazee. The OGs, yeah. The yeah, OGs. Yeah. So them guys, like C.T. Fletcher, those were the only guys really popping. Mike Rasheed and Simeon yeah. Panda, them. Okay. So I had, uh, I built my business page up to like 10,000 followers, but they were solid. Solid. Organic, just solid follow. Yeah. 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 Engagement, and so, everything. Yep. Okay. And so when I would go to these expos, people would kind of know where I was at or whatever. Okay. And I would align. I've been like this as long as I can remember. If Liv Fitz booth is right here, I'm going right next to you. Okay. Because in my mind, my mm -hmm. shit better than yours. Okay. You just got a better 
following. You know how to brand yes. better. You know, and I'm new to this. Okay. But my shit better than yours. Mm. So I was set up right next to him. And people would be like, man, I bought this Live Fish shirt, and it shrunk or whatever, whatever. Here you go, dog. Yeah. It's still people to this day that wear my clothes. Really? That's just how durable it was. Around the world, yes. crazy. It was just a good blank. Right. But, I mean, no disrespect. Randall is an absolute business wizard. Dog, The owner of Live Fit. Yep. Um, It's just, I mean, it is what it is. Okay. That's just kind of how it was back then. But I always wanted to challenge myself next to the best. Yes. Okay. To know where I stood up. And so I ran that company for years, but within that, um, I was in it with a best friend who was a business partner. Yep. We parted ways because we didn't have the same vision, um, and that friendship mm. kind of fizzled. That's huge, though. That's huge, though, because a lot of people, they have friendships, and yep. they try to do a business, mm-hmm. and then something goes wrong with the business, and then the whole entire friendship is just dead. Yep. Why? Why is that? Why? So I'm assuming, is it a man? It was a man? Yeah, yeah. That you did the business with? Yeah. Is it not possible maybe at that time frame, to, hey, we don't do business together, but we can still be boys. We could be. For this situation, we couldn't. And this is a person-by-person business. Me, or person-by-person situation. Okay. Me, I do not mix business and pleasure. Meaning, me and my wife can do a business together. Yeah. I'm going to talk to her like a partner. Uh, okay. I'm not going to talk to you like my wife. Okay. So that's why we don't do business together. Let me put that out okay. there. Okay. Because that doesn't work for her. But for me, me and you could be in a business together. Right. And I could tell you, CJ, you're supposed to be responsible for this. You didn't handle that right. You got to do something, bro. You, okay. You're messing up the whole joint. Yeah. We leave there. Yo, you trying to get something to eat? Let's or do it. What's up? You like, cut it. It's just I'm able to do that. To go in one version and come out of one he version. He wasn't. So okay. he took that personal, fizzled out. It is what no it is. No love lost, yes. And so I kept running. I okay. kept running on my own. Eventually, I ran out of money. Okay. Just because I was going overseas, I was getting custom shirts, I was getting custom sweats, and I ran out of money. I'm the only one funding this. Yeah. Um, now, you say run out of money because you're listening and you're thinking that you ain't got no money. What do you mean by you ran out of money? Like you can't pay your of, bills? No, no, no. You ran out of money meaning I had to prioritize my family and my life over this because okay. of, because of the, the capital that I had, I couldn't scale this to be a full-blown business, and it was becoming more of a hobby. Okay. And I had to mm. be mature enough to accept that. Because I wasn't running a business. Yes. This was a hobby that made me money. Give me now give the people, give you them. Yeah, yeah. Hobby and a business. Hobby is something that you are extremely passionate about. Um, and you happen to make and you can make income from it. A hobby can be someone plays golf. That usually costs them money. Um, a hobby can start out as you creating content and then you monetize that. And now you make money from it. A business is something that is scalable, meaning you can create the content, give it to someone, and they can format it on different platforms, whatever, whatever, and you still make the income. So essentially you get your time back, but you still make money. That's the distinguishment. But if you are doing something and it's taking all your time and it's not providing a return that allows you to live your life comfortably or even be able to survive, it's not a business. Okay. 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 <laughs> Look, I'm literally processing that as you're saying that right now. I got now. that from Damon Johns. Okay. I used to watch Shark Tank like a fool when I had this really? clothing company. And they would tell people all the time, like, that's a hobby. Yes. You make $300,000 in six months. That's great. Yeah. But that's a hobby. So, but that sounds like a title, though. Because they listening. You're listening mm-hmm. right now. And they're saying, well, if I could sell and bake cookies for three hundred grand, i am cool with a hobby. 
Forget your little business mm. plan and your little titles. You like make, it's, but you make three hundred grand, but your cost to do so is two hundred fifty. Mm. So essentially, mm. I'm losing. You're losing. Okay, big time. And you're going to set yourself up for failure because those liabilities are become are going to become a lot greater okay. than the asset that you're acquiring. Aha. So then to shift gears in terms of business, owning a gym is not the only thing you've owned, correct? Right. Now, you do own a couple of real estate properties, yeah? Mm-hmm. Tell the people about not what that is because everybody gets like, yeah, okay, yeah. there's a place where you stay, you got tenants, and they rent, and you get residual income. Yeah, yeah. Most of you understand that, I'm going to assume. But in terms of they just hear that and say, oh, I can't do that. They hear one thing right, right. out of the, the plan or yeah. how you did it, and then they X themselves out. Yeah, yeah. And so real estate investing, on the simplest form possible, all you need to start is decent income, moderate debt, and a decent credit score. Okay, now you're saying words. Give me tangibles. Give, give, give them numbers. You could have a 620 credit score. Um, DTI, I mean debt to income. So let's just say if you make $70,000 and your debt is 20000 you can start investing in real estate. Okay. If you have 70000 and your debt is 35000 I do not suggest you do it. You can okay. at a 50% DTI, but it's not smart because it could get hairy. Because okay. you don't have enough you don't have enough leverage there to really play how you need to play in real estate. Now, quick answer, what is debt? Because some people hear student loan debt, they hear credit card debt, they yes. hear my car payment yes. is a debt. What is debt? Debt is consumer debt. Consumer debt is cars, um, credit cards. Um, I would consider student loans um, a consumer debt. So these are all debts that basically have high interest rates, things that are truly, I mean, compromising your quality of life because the payments are high and things like that. So if you have credit cards, large car payments because you drive a super nice car, that's consumer debt and that can drive your DTI up. Okay. Now, what does it feel like in terms of I own more than one property? Like not, not – I can't say it. You can't say it. I don't own any property. Mm-hmm. You own multiple properties. Mm-hmm. When you have that, when you wake up in the morning like, man, I, I own something. I'm valuable. My net worth is X, Y, and Z. Does that make you move different compared to, I got three DUIs in the past, but nah. today I have three properties? Nah, because like I told you, I still deal with that shame today. Okay. And so indirectly, I run from that shame. So some might say I'm a workaholic, meaning it's never enough. I got 26 real estate or I got 26 properties in real estate investing, I need 50, I need 100, I need 150, I need 200. It never stops because the moment I become stagnant, and it's just my mind, this isn't reality, mm-hmm. the moment I become stagnant, I go broke the next day. Okay. That's just the brokenness that I have inside of me because of the past trauma that yeah. I put myself through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's just a situation where some people aren't like this. But for me, there's no contentment. I'm grateful and I have an amazing life, and I'm happy with what I'm doing, but my passion, or not my passion, my purpose isn't fulfilled because yeah. God blessed me with some gifts that have mm. no ceiling. Mm. And a lot of people can't understand that because of the fear of failure and things like that. I failed too many times in my life to care about it. And so at this point, I may fail, but if I say I'm going to do something, I'm batting a 1,000. And in that, I will tell you, in the same time frame, when I was 
in high school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nationally. It's on uh, what is it called? Dateline NBC. Okay. Dateline's in Stone Phillips came did a whole documentary yeah. over. I told Stone Phillips on national TV I'm gonna be the first person in my family to graduate college. Wow. Went to college, graduated college. Praise God. I told my mom in 2012. Let me see. In 2012. This is the last time I'm having Christmas at her house because I'm buying my own house. We're going to have Christmas at my house. 2013, I bought a house. Yeah. And um, 2014, I told my wife that would be the last time she ever had a birthday where I wasn't able to get her gifts. Wow. Or Christmas or a holiday. Wow. She done been on a vacation in the Caribbean ever since. Yes. I told – I mean, it, it – Whatever. Yes. I told my wife with social media. I told my wife, give me to the summer. Yeah. I'm going to have social media popping for our son. Now, now, you've told your wife something. You've told your husband something. You told your child something, and you didn't get a return on that investment. You didn't live up to what you were going to say and do and be when you said you are going to say, do, and be it. So why do men fall sh- – why do people fall short of doing what they said they were going to do? Because a lot of people have ideas, but they don't got action plans. And so what I mean by that is the modern-day kids and people, they call it manifestation. <laughs> Law of attraction. I'm going to keep it a buck. I, that's bullshit, Yeah. in my opinion. Because all manifestation is is a way for you to arrogantly say, I did this on my own. I don't believe I do anything on my own. Come on. I believe with the gifts that God gave me, Come on. I am fulfilling a purpose that he has already predestined for me. That's just That's just my belief. That's how I feel. So I have said the same thing y'all are saying in a roundabout way. I speak this stuff into reality. I tell people that I love, and I call it self-accountability. Okay. Because if I tell my mom we're going to have Christmas at my house, and then next year I'm like, Ma, we coming over for Christmas, I didn't live up to my word. I'm not a trustworthy person. I, you, can't, you can't trust me to get you out of this situation, that mm-hmm. situation, because history shows that I don't live up to what I say. Okay. And so for so me, Your credit with your mama would be bad. Right. Because you're not paying back what you said you was going right. to pay. Okay. And so what you guys call manifestation and it creates it almost creates an entitlement because you're like, I manifested this. I I spoke this into existence. Making you feel like you the one. Yeah. Like you him. Yeah. Okay. And you I mean, you do have the gifts to be him. But for me, I accept Mm. the fact that Mm. everything was set up the way it was set up because of God. And then I just used the wisdom that he provided me with to make it come to fruition. And so when I say this stuff to my wife, when I say this stuff to my mom, my kids, my friends, yes, I'm going to start the work. I'm going to initiate the action plan to make sure that at the end of the day, it's going to be fulfilled. Yes. And I'm batting a thousand. Yes. Now, he's going hard on us. He's going, he's going extreme mode on us. <laughs> but this man is an amazing husband and an amazing father. So I want you to take the people through. You got married mm-hmm. to Mrs. Harris, mm-hmm. and you had Sissy, yep. and then you had Bubba. Yep. However you want to take that question, yeah, yeah. I want you to just tell us about your family. Okay. So, I mean, just to rewind, um, father was a drug addict. I love him to death, uh, RIP. Um, he was an amazing mentor when he was in the right mindset. He gave me amazing game. Because he shot me straight, and I realized I do this to my kids. I don't speak to my children like babies. I speak to them real life. And that's how he used to speak to me. Um, mm. But that was, that was his shortcomings. He, he would choose drugs over his family. Okay. And my mom, she was a hard worker. She was a manager of a restaurant for 31 years, I think, 32 years, something like that. So she was always going 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., come home, go to sleep, go back to work at 5 p.m., get off at 9. So 
she was providing for me and my sister all by herself for a long time until my stepfather came. So for me, I had a lot of time by myself. So in modern day terms, that was neglect. Yeah. I still, my mom still provided. I had every, I had the name brand, yada, yada. She worked herself to death to make sure I had everything. I appreciate that forever. But what I learned as a parent, your kids desire two to three things. They desire attention. They desire love and they desire affirmation. They want to know that you see them. They want to know that you support them and they want to know that you will protect them and guide them through whatever challenge they don't ever have to guess how do i do this how do i do that because the parents aren't going to do it for you i'm not going to enable you but i'm going to give you options honey you could run it this way and this is going to give you a lot less stress or you could go this way yeah this is going to come with some issues parents listen my parents y'all hearing this and and some of some of y'all are disagreeing with what he's saying (laughs) they would say that that's hard like that's harsh it is harsh okay but what i tell everybody is the world that we live in is getting harder and harder every day. The kids are meaner. The people are more opinionated with zero credibility behind those opinions. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Um, but that's just the world we live in. The, the, our world thrives on division. In my opinion, this is all my opinion, thrives on division. So if I can help my kids stay centered in Christ, mm. th- there's only one direction we go in. Mm. We go in to fulfill our purpose to draw glory back to him. Come on. That's simple. Come on. It's very simple. All this stuff around us is noise. So for my daughter, honey, you are strong, you are beautiful, and you can do whatever you want to do. These little girls around you that try to make you feel bad when you know you have a genuine sweetheart, they got issues that they got to figure out on their own. Their life isn't like yours. My son, he's in a wheelchair. He was born with a disease called spina bifida. For those of y'all that don't know what spina bifida is, basically, long story short, it's a neurological disorder where when you're in the womb of the mother, your your spinal canal is split open. So if you can manage like having a big cut in your back, so all the fluid, everything is touching your spinal cord directly. And so when that happens, it's damaged in certain areas. So for my son, I think it's like L3, L4, so like the lower part. With that, you have bowel issues, so... He needs a catheter to pee. He needs uh, suppository stimulation to poop. Um, he had a trach to breathe because he had vocal cord paralysis. He has a shunt in his head because his his body doesn't naturally drain um, pretty much the fluid from your head, the spinal fluid from your head. Um, it just backs up in his head, and it'll just keep getting bigger. Um, so all these things is something that he battled when he was born. Now if you see him, you would never know. Yeah, you see him in a wheelchair. Wow. He will be. And like I said, I tell you guys this because this is what's going to happen. But I tell you all to keep this self, to keep myself accountable. My son will be the greatest Paralympian to ever play basketball. Mm. Um, he will be a sports broadcaster, maybe even as a teenager. Um, my daughter will be a phenomenal businesswoman who just, she runs the world. That's just that's just her personality. She has a compassion for people, but at the same time, she is understanding. As I teach her, we don't got to bend over for anyone, honey. Wow. We are blessed with these gifts to be exactly who we're supposed to be, and we are not going to try to transition to this person, to this person, so they like us. If you like us, great. If you don't, you can keep pushing. Mm. And that's hard for a little girl to hear because they want friends. They want this. Of course. But the friends that value you as who you are, yeah. they're not going anywhere. So you're listening. You're listening. 
You are listening to this man, Coach Chase Harris, and he's telling you that you can create your own reality. You don't have to be chained down to what that person say, this person say, that person say. This man has literally created his own reality. So, real quick, hold on. I want you to open that up for me real quick. <laughs> because we got some questions. We got some questions. I went Instagram Live a couple of days ago and whatnot. I asked some questions, and I got some answers for you right now. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Because we got about 10 minutes. Now, I'm just going <laughs> to – I'm not going to tell you who these people are. Right. I'm just going to ask these questions. Because we didn't really get into the IFBB Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say he's a professional bodybuilder, guys. But he is literally in the NBA – NFL of bodybuilding. Does that make sense? So, first question. How do you balance family life with your fitness goals? Um, it's pretty easy. I, my perception of fitness is I am doing something to make myself a healthier person for my family. So, if I work out, if I do cardio, mm. if I eat clean for 12, 16, 24 weeks at yeah. a time, I am creating the best version of myself to give longevity to my family. But I don't have time. I got a daughter and a son. They go to school, and my wife, she be nagging me, mm. and I got a full-time job. Like, I just can't I can't go to the gym, coach. Like, mm. what do I do? You get up before they get up. You go to your cardio. <laughs> they got to go to school. When they're at school, you can work out. Oh, I, I work a 9 to 5. That's cool. Yeah. So you can work out and do cardio before, or if you got a spouse, your spouse stay home, you put your babies to sleep, yeah. and then you go to the gym after. Every gym is 24-hour almost. Yes. So you just pick a time. Just go. Just go. Now, side note, this man this man had COVID, correct? Yeah, every every prep. Every prep, he had COVID and still got his cardio in. Went outside. He ain't spread it and do the unvaccinated stuff and unethical things, but he still got up and got his cardio in when he could not breathe, probably had a body temperature, a fever, all those different things, but nothing deterred you from your goals. No. Your goals. Right. Not anybody else's, yours. Right. Perfect. Let me get that one more time. Lord have mercy. I got you, though. Next one, next one, next one. What popped for you on TikTok? What made you popular? Yeah, that's funny. Um, so my son, he was at school, and uh, like I told you, he has to get a catheter to go pee. And so he, he goes to the nurse's uh, office every day. And we'll want, I, I didn't realize this. After she cleans him up, she gives him the baby wipe, and he shoots it. Kobe. And so <laughs> he shot it one day, and he missed. And he told the nurse, ah, I rolled my ankle. And so he's like, I need an ankle wrap. She plays into everything that he says. So she put an ankle wrap on his ankle. And, I mean, it's just protocol. So she had to call and leave a message that Cash hurt his ankle. So when he comes home, don't be alarmed when he has an ankle wrap on. So I played that voice message over a recording. <laughs> and then I showed the aftermath of when he got home. And this fool had an a, a ankle wrap oh, on. Oh, ankle wrap on. When he got home. <laughs> yeah. And so that went for like $14 million. Yeah. And from that point, I realized. Now, the people that don't get it, because they, they, they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. He has an ankle wrap. Yeah. But explain why that's it, so funny. It's funny because he's in a wheelchair. He ain't standing up shooting nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> he, he in his wheelchair. So that's not So his ankle not hurting at all. At all. He just broke a little bit. That's it. It's like, ah, a little short. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. How exactly do you make money? I make money from uh, online personal training, real estate investing, I rent cars on Turo. Um, 
What else? Multiple streams, by the way, guys. Multiple streams. Um, and I do uh, business consulting. Okay. Hardest part about being an IABB pro? Nothing. Hardest part about being in the NBA or in the NFL? Nothing. Nothing. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I take the Jokic approach, really. Like it's, I mean, at this point, it's a job. Not everybody likes their job. If they say they do, they're lying. Like, you just do what you have to do to be the best. I don't do anything to participate. I do everything mm. to make an impact. And so that, that was another one of the another one of the manifestations, as y'all would call it. I said, I'm going to do bodybuilding. I'm going to get my pro card in one shot. So I went and I picked the what I've been told is debatably the hardest show to get your pro card because – you have to not only win your class, you have to win top three in the overall. So just to give a little information, most uh, national shows, if you get top two in your class, you get a pro card. Mm. Well, this, you have to win your class, and then you have to beat, what, three out of the six guys in every other class that won their class. Wow. And I came in second out of the entire show. Mm. Wow. Now, make that in NBA terms or NFL terms. For the people that under, don't understand yeah, bodybuilding, yeah. make them understand that in bodybuilding and NBA, NFL terms, even yeah. baseball, if you know. That's being, uh, I mean, that's basically being the runner-up in the national championship. Okay. Like, you got to beat everybody in the playoffs Yep. and then play against whoever is winning the championship, Yeah. and you come up short. But there, it's not like the NBA where it's four games. It's like NFL, one and done. One. March Madness, one and done. One and done. If you don't hit it, yeah. see you next year. Yeah. Really? And now take them through how hard, not hard, but how different and challenging it is being on prep. Because that peak week, you, like, you're not eating carbs. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your water's very limited. Yeah. You're still having to work out like crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult, but it comes down to mental fortitude. And so the simplest way to look at bodybuilding is you chose to do it. And so all that bitching and moaning, ain't Not nobody hearing. trying to hear that because yep. this is a choice that you made. So you're either going to do what is necessary to be the best or you're going to feel sorry for yourself and and look bad mm. on stage. And so I make sure when I prep, I try to put the least amount of stress on people around me. So I cook my own food. I don't. I go grocery shopping on my own. I don't ask people to do too much for me. Um, I manage it on my own because I chose to do this. I still have responsibilities. I show my kids attention, show my wife attention, and that's still got to get done. So I still took my family on a Caribbean vacation for spring break, um, still celebrating my son's birthday. None of that stuff changes because I'm not going to halt their life because of a choice that I made. Advice for competitors trying to get to the pro level. Know what the sacrifices are. Um Keep it a buck if you think – I mean, I'm not going to say you can't. It is going to be extremely difficult for you to be young and natural to get a pro card. In the Natural meaning not on steroids. Yes. In the NPC IFBB League. You can go to uh, OCB, all the natural, and you probably do phenomenal. But if you want to step on the Olympia stage – uh, bodybuilding is a sport where Father Time is on your side. The older you get, the more muscle maturity that you gain. That actually works out in your favor. Um, but if you're young, know that it can take time. And it can take a lot of sacrifices. Meaning, some things that aren't the best for your body, but at the end of the day, it's your choice. 
what has been the biggest hurdles you had to overcome to achieve your goals? Um, me. <laughs> and the, I mean, yeah, it's just me. Like you can, when you have acquired a little success, you can you can start to smell yourself a little bit, and you can start to think, oh man, I'm already him. And what you realize is. There's levels to this life called game. I mean, this game called life. And so there's people who are five million to them is pocket change. Fifty million to them is pocket change. A hundred million to them is pocket change. So I, I, I'm gonna say this, and Come this on. might this might ruffle some feathers. feathers Come on, bit, ruffle them, baby. We are in a time where this younger generation feels false success because they're impressing broke people. Oh, no. Say that slower, but say the same thing. <laughs> say it slow. Say it slow because you're listening, but you didn't get I'm, it. I'm going to say it in two ways. Yeah. So there's people that become infatuated with impressing broke people and believe that they're successful. That's one way I'm going to say it. Another way I'm going to say it is people feel like they have made it because they essentially are showing off in front of people that are less fortunate than them. Mm. What does that create? That creates entitlement. That creates a very, um, like, I don't need help. Like, you become unteachable when you get to this point. And what you will realize is these people stay right here. They never go here. Because understand that impressing broke people doesn't progress you in life. If you want to impress somebody, impress the... You guys probably don't even know. Impress the Bradleys of the world. Yeah. Impress the Alex Ramoses of the world. Yeah. Impress the Elon Musk Come of on. the world. Yes. That's the level that I desire to be at. Not because of the money, but just because of the lifestyle. Money is a resource, people. Air, oxygen, food, water. These are resources. Guess what else is a resource? Money. That's it. The only thing money is the least valuable because you can live without money. You can't live without the mother three. Mm. If you lose one of those, you're dead. So you really got to identify that. And these people that chase money and what do you create for yourself? You create stress. You create inadequacies because why can't I be where he's at? Why can't I do what she's doing? You will never be that because you're not designed to be that. You're designed to be you at your fullest potential. And it may not be what they are. But the sooner you realize that and the sooner you fall in love with the process of making money, the better off you're going to be. Two more in closing. Two more in closing. What is it like knowing the C.J. Moss? Yeah, <laughs> man, it's great, man. This, I I feel like I am a like I just have a mentoring spirit. But one thing about C.J. that I've known that I've realized over a lot of other people his age is he is extremely wise. He has been through some hardships in his life. Mm. He has endured them. He has gone past. He's he, he backslid a couple times and kind of gotten his feelings. Hey, he gave me one. But, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. I know I can tell CJ something or show CJ something, and even if he's nervous, if he's scared, he's going to try. And that's all you can do is try. You may fail. Yeah. But at least if you try, and, I mean, he can contest it. You try, and then you realize, oh, shit, that worked. <laughs> like, it, it, that's dude. just how it works. I talk every time. That's just how it works. <laughs> you just got to be willing to try. Yeah. Now, in closing, last one for the show, of course. Mm -hmm. What is the best piece of free game that you've ever received to give to the people? 
stay in your 5%. One of my first mentors told me that, and I will, I will explain to you what that means. Your 5% is what provides you the most purpose and allow, and I guess you would say monetary gain. And what I mean from that is if, if you're a social media influencer, there's a lot of social media influencers out there, and you want to start merch, you want to start a clothing brand, you want to start a coaching brand, whatever, whatever, whatever provides you the greatest return, pour all your effort into that. Outsource everything else. Because at 95% that you are trying to get in here and there, here and there, you're taking away from this 5%, which is truly going to make you the success that you desire to be. Wow. In closing, this is Coach Chase Harris, Mr. IABB Pro, Mr. Real Estate Extraordinaire, Mr. Parent, Mr. Husband, Mr. Father, all those good things. Coach, you know I appreciate you coming out, taking yeah. care of business. This will not be the last episode yeah, you're on. Not at all. But we appreciate you tuning in. If you found value in this episode, share it. But not only share it, share it and then tell me what you took away from it. What piece of advice did this man just bless us with? What free game that this man just bless us with did you take and utilize and apply to your life? We will see you next week at Friday, Friday at 11 a.m. Coach, as always, any last words? Hey, man, be you, bet on yourself, and as I always say, leave from the front. See next week what's good y'all it's cj moss the official host of the free game podcast where we give you free game for this game called life through interviews stories and experiences because i can't lie to y'all life can be hard and challenging without the proper information and wisdom so we're going to have on entrepreneurs athletes business owners experts of all fields social media influencers and just flat out great people with amazing stories so tap in with us every friday at 11 a.m to get yourself some free game let's get it